the mystery of sacrifice. If this thing we preach is true, that if I sow, God will bless me, why must I tell members to sow and I am not the first person to sow? But I want to speak on something that I believe. Give me Job chapter 34, verse number 32. He says, that which I see not, teach thou me. If I've done iniquity, I will do no more. You see, this scripture is a very important scripture. Job is telling us that all of us, we have blind sides. There are things that we see not. And he's saying that God, teach me what I do not see. The word iniquity means hidden sin. There are sins that are hidden. The word sin comes from um, a root word from which we got what is called archery. Um, they put a bow and an arrow, and then they mark a point. They set a mark. So they, 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 they put it somewhere, and then they mark and say that you must hit into either the bull's eye. When you hit outside the mark that they've created, they say you have sinned. It means you have what? Missed the mark. Mark communicating at all. So he says that if I have done iniquity, so if an iniquity is hidden sin, so if secretly I've done things that have caused me to miss the mark, I've missed the point, I've missed out on that which you expect of me, if I've missed out on that which I must do to access the next levels of my life. The moment people hear sin, they only think of fornication and no, no, no. Maybe God spoke to you about something. And you miss out on it. And there are many of us, we miss out on the best of God. Praise the Lord. He says, if I have done, if I have done anything that have caused me to miss the mark, miss out on your best for me. Miss out on your original intent and purposes for my life. Lord, teach me what I see not. My prayer for you today is that the Lord will cause the scales to fall of your eyes. That the Lord will teach you so that you do not miss out on the best of God. Somebody say, I receive it. Yeah. Ask any businessman, he will tell you that sometimes you miss out on something. By the privilege God has given me, I, I, I deal with all kinds of people. But when you speak to judges or lawyers, especially, let me pick for me judge because... That's where I play a little of my games. You find out that lawyers win cases when what the opponent, they miss out on a detail, an evidence. Sometimes if it's even the way, the way they prepare the, how do they even call that thing? God help me. The, their deposition or something like that. I've forgotten. There's a name they, there's a name they call that thing. You know, the first time when they are filing the case, when they are writing the case, the way they even structure it, you can miss out on it. They can read it and say, mm, I know. One can he say it. So a judge can say that. I, I remember I was having a conversation with a judge and he said to me that, you see, this case, if they had, if they had asked specifically for this, they would have won the case. But because they did not ask for this and they asked for that, now it, it, it closed up an opportunity for them to turn the situation around. In that same way, Job is speaking and saying, God, teach me that which I see not. There's an area of my business dealings that I must see. I must access certain things. I must, I must posture myself in a certain way to get a certain kind of blessing. That which I see not, teach thou me. Remember? The first time I had the privilege to travel outside and go and pray for a man in great authority and power. Whilst I was going, I took my rimless glasses. Beautiful one. 
just wore, I, because whilst I was praying, I felt like I should wear the rimless. And then I should wear a certain shoe and dress in a certain way. And I went and I put on a very good perfume. When I got there, a person entered into the place and saw my rimless. He looked at me again. So it was not even about the grace of God as a prophet that was on me. Just wearing the rimless made him know that I'm a serious boy because he too wears, wears rimless. And rimless is only a certain level of people who... So by the time I said, let me pray for you, the person was ready. Okay, so what should I do? And I'm saying, mm. Because the Bible says man looks on the outward, but God looks on the heart. What it means that in the natural packaging... Appearance plays a role. That which I see not. There are many of us, we are praying prayers that repositioning of our life is that which will give us the advantage. Do you know the way you carry yourself and the way you dress even influences which door opens for you? He says, that which I see not. Teach that me. In other words, if there's something I must do to access certain dimensions of grace, Lord, teach that me. My prayer for you today. For you and your children, that which you see not, may the Lord teach you. Somebody say, Lord, teach me. One more time, say, teach me. Verse number 34. Verse 34. Job 34, verse 34. Then now. It says, let men of understanding tell me. In other words, when I miss out that which I see not, let men, men who understand what to do, let them tell me what I must do. Let them tell me what I must do. Let them tell me how to go about it. That which I said, I pray for somebody in this place. That this year, that which has delayed unnecessarily, the Lord will open your eyes to see. Someone say, Lord, open my eyes. Yeah. He says, let a wise man hearken unto me. In other words, Lord, whilst I am speaking, let a wise man hear what I'm trying to say and interpret it for me the way I can or the way I can understand and be able to use it. And my prayer is that your blind sight will not take you trouble. Praise the Lord. Someone say the mystery of sacrifice. Now, the Bible says in Deuteronomy chapter 12 verse 13, God says, be careful that you do not offer your burnt offerings in every cultic place you see. So God is speaking to us and God is saying that it is not everywhere that you go and you dump everything. You see, sacrifice is a God-ordained gateway to the realms of supernatural possibilities. All religions believe in sacrifice. Ask yourself, why? Because it is a gateway to the realms of supernatural possibilities. And God is saying, be careful not to sacrifice your burnt offerings anywhere you please. Who pleases? Yeah. Brothers and sisters, when you give money to the poor, it is not a sacrifice. What happens when you give to the poor? The Bible says, blessed are the merciful for they shall obtain mercy. You see in the scripture, Proverbs 19, 17. He that has pity upon the poor, lendeth unto the Lord. And that which he has given, will he pay him again? He says, that which you gave. And how many of you know that we always give a little to the poor? So in the point of difficulty, God will send you help. But that is not a sacrifice. We, we, we need to understand this thing. That is not a sacrifice. He said, be careful you don't just put my sacrifice anywhere you please. So you don't choose where you put the sacrifice. You are not the one to choose. God must then now show us where we bring it. Is that not it? Oh, Shabbat Hallelujah. 
You see, the truth is this. Your offering may open doors to you, but sacrifice is what compels the gates of the supernatural to be opened. Offering only opens doors. We are saying, man of God, is he in the Bible? Yes. A man's gift will make room for him and bring him before kings. That is an offering. So in Japan, when you are going to see any minister, you must go with a gift. Uh, you can't go until you must go with a gift. You, you can't go, you must go with a gift. The door will only open because you came with a gift. The room is quiet now. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Give me Isaiah 60 verse number 10 and 11. And the sons of strangers shall build up thy walls, and their kings shall minister unto thee. For in my wrath I smote thee, but in my favor have I had mercy on thee. What happened before? No, no, no. Give me verse number verse number eight before we come to take eight and nine. Give me that one. Let me show you something. God was speaking and say, Arise and shine for thy light has come, and the glory of God is received. Who are these that fly as a cloud and as those to their windows? Next verse, verse 9. Surely the earth shall wait for me and the ships of Tarshish first to bring thy sons from afar, their silver and their gold with them, unto the name of the Lord thy God, and to the Holy One of Israel, because he has glorified thee. So when you honor God, God glorifies you. And how does he do that? He causes people you have not seen to come from different nations to come and give back to you. That only comes because he began by saying, Arise, shine, for thy light has come. Remember that before that, he has said that when you fast, pray for these people, forgive people, give, give to these people. He says that when you have done that, when you have honored me and you have brought me my sacrifice, because God has said in his word that three times in the year you shall come before me, but you shall not come empty-handed. Let's go to the beginning. Scratch. Ezekiel chapter 44, verse number 30. He says, and the first of all, the first fruit of all kinds, and every offering of all kinds from all your offerings shall belong to the priest. You shall also give to the priest the first of your dough, that a blessing may rest on your house. How does blessings rest? He shows you. Is it possible? Did he say give it to the poor? Did he say give it to the stranger? Did he say give it to the needy? He said bring it to who? So that what will happen? Proverbs chapter 3 verse 9. He said honor the Lord with your wealth and with the first fruit of all your produce. Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the first fruit of all your produce. Next verse. Then your barns will be filled with overflowing and your vats will brim over with new wine. Then. So, so when you, give me a different translation that I can understand the English, please. Go back to verse 9. Give me NLT or King James. Honor the Lord with thy substance and with the first fruit of all thine increase. Next verse. So shall thy barns be filled with plenty and thy presses shall burst out with new wine. Look at it. So when you don't honor God first, that which you were expect to be filled with new wine, no, you will drink old wine. So you are living on yesterday's glory. No. There's no plenty. There's just enough to take care of your family. Sometimes you struggle, but there's because the honor part has not been done. Let me show you something before, maybe a lot of you are wondering, Pastor, okay, what is this? Let me show you something. A king in Numbers chapter 23 was afraid of his cousins. His cousins were the Jewish people, the Israelites. <laughs> and when they were going, the king of Moab said to Balaam, who was a prophet, to come and curse a people. 
for him. That's what he said. Come curse Israel for me. The people are passing on. Come and curse them. Go to war. Why are you bringing a prophet in that he should come and disenfranchise a people for you? Then the prophet comes. Instead of cursing the people, he says that build me seven altars and stand by thy sacrifice. Give me the scripture. Yeah. And Balaam said unto Balak, build me here seven altars and prepare me here seven oxen and seven rams. My question. Let's go to verse 22 first and let's let people understand the scripture. Give me verse 22. And the children of Israel set forward and pitched in the plains of Moab. On this side, Jordan by Jericho. Next. And Balak, the son of Zippor, saw all that Israel had done to the Amorites. Next verse. And Moab was so afraid of the people because they were many. And Moab was distressed because of the children of Israel. And Moab said unto the elders of Midian, Now shall this company lick up all that are round about us. So he says, everything we have, these people, they have the capacity to take everything away from us. Now, if the people have a capacity to take everything away from us, I want to ask you all of you in this place a question. He said, not fight that you fight. Because in ancient times, it was fight that you used to gain territories. Why send for a spiritual man? Balak, the son of Zippor, was king of, of the Moabites at that time. And he sent messengers therefore to Balaam, the son of Boab, to Petal, which is by the river of the land of the children of his people, to call him, say, abide over against me. Come now, therefore, I pray thee, curse me, these people. For they are too mighty for me. So, could it be that in that same leveling playing field where you are in, there are those who see your capacity and potential and would want to disadvantage you? He says, look at what he says. Come now, therefore, I pray thee, curse me, these people. For they are too mighty for me. Peradventure, I shall prevail. That we may smite them and that I may drive them out of the land. Look at the, the sequencing of his words. He says, curse them, for they are mighty for me. Peradventure, I shall prevail. I want to smite them, but I must prevail first in the spiritual before it can manifest in the natural. He says, and I drive them out of the land. I'm getting them out, but I must first secure a spiritual control over that atmosphere before it can be done. For I would that whom thou blessed is blessed, and whom thou cursed is cursed. So this is what he went to say. And so in Numbers chapter 23, this guy now comes in. The guy even promised him half of the kingdom. It means he's going to cost him a control of up to half of the entire sphere of his influence. That was how much it was going to cost him. And when the guy came, he gave him a mystery that has blown my mind till this day. He says, build me seven altars. And, and today I didn't come to talk about that, you know this. Thing. So you see, he told him to build him seven altars. Somebody say seven. Somebody say seven. Somebody say seven. Do you know that the number seven, the of the four corners of the earth and the trinity, the holy trinity of God. Yeah. In the book of Revelation, we have seven churches. We have seven angels. We have seven seals. We have seven trumpets. We have seven stars. Why? 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 Somebody say why? Seven has been very significant since ancient times. Ha. Do you know that we have the seven wonders of the world? Yeah. The great pyramid. You have the hanging gardens of Babylon. Hmm. Plenty things. I won't go there. Praise the Lord, somebody. Praise the Lord, somebody. Even the Quran speaks of the seven heavens. And all Muslim pilgrims walk around the Kaaba in Mecca seven times. In Hinduism, there are seven higher worlds and seven underworlds. In Buddha, the newborn Buddha rises and takes seven steps. Why? He says, build me seven altars.
Lord. And when he said that, he said, stand by it. I will go into the realm of the spirit to determine the outcome of these people's destiny. Child of God, there is a dimension of sacrifice that produces uncommon results. And you must be willing to pay seven. What does it mean? Seven full circles. The cycles are seven. Seven go through it. It's a serious matter. You need to understand this, this, this gate. That sacrifice is that which changes the game. Somebody say sacrifice changes the game. And yet, as Christians, when we come to God, quality sacrifice. So God says in Malachi chapter 1, verse 8, but when you present the blind for sacrifice, is it not evil? And when you present the lame and sick, is it not evil? Why not offer it to your governor? Would he be pleased with you? Or would he receive you kindly? Says the Lord of hosts. God is speaking. He means that if the thing does not cost you, if it's of no value, God says, I will receive it. See, my senior pastor taught me something. It changed my life. I, ah, me, I pray. Now, boy, I've become lazy. This is my state. I'm very lazy now. So, prayer. I used to sleep for just four hours. Shabba-dabba-dabba-dabba. May your first time I'm meeting here. Red, red. Like I was my nourish. Anointing, quoting. Medija. Namjinao. My pastor said to me, sir, Daniel, I know you pray. You pray. Try sacrifice. Then he said to me, when you compete with anybody, when you compete with anybody, and it is in your power to give your God a goat, and it's in the power of the other person to also give his God a goat, and you come to your God and you give him a chicken, when it was in your power to give a goat, and the person goes to his malam, his fetish priest, and they give that fetish priest a goat. He says that, and they compete with you. That spirit will have control over you. He says it's called the battle of the gods. He says you, did, you dishonored your god, and so the other person's sacrifice will override yours. The Bible says there was a king who went to fight. And when he saw that, the battle was against him. It was... He, there was a, he took his son who would rule in his stead and sacrificed him on the altar at the gate of the city. And the Bible says the battle turned against the children of Israel. So this thing is a serious mystery. Why is this so? Psalm 50 verse 5. He says, gather my godly ones to me, or the saints, those who have made a covenant with me by sacrifice. It's God speaking. Gather my saints together to me. Those that have made a covenant with me by sacrifice. Gather them. Gather what? Them. Next verse. And the heavens shall declare his righteousness. For God is judge himself. Look at it. He says, when the person has come into a covenant of sacrifice with me, the heavens will judge concerning this matter. That, that, that when I'm, I'm faced with difficulty, with challenges, God is saying, you must, you must offer a sacrifice unto me. Come into a covenant with me by sacrifice. And the realm of the spiritual will judge concerning this matter. That's how serious it is. Praise the Lord. Now let's look at the benefits of sacrifice. Number one, it reverses cases. Someone say it reverses cases. Genesis chapter 8 verse 20 to 21. Quickly, quickly. It reverses what? And Noah built an altar unto the Lord. And took of every clean beast and of every clean fowl. And offered burnt offerings on the altar. Next verse. And the Lord smelled the sweet ever. And the Lord said in his heart, I will not again curse the ground anymore for man's sake. So God had gotten angry with man. And God had cursed the ground for man's sake. And God is saying, 
When Noah offered the sacrifice, he says, I will no more curse the ground. I will no more what? For man's sake. I have declared. Is it not God who says, I am the Lord. I, do, I change it not. Eh? <laughs> Yet God is saying that I spoke it, but this sacrifice has changed my mind. For the imagination of man's heart is evil from his youth. Neither will I again smite anymore everything living as I have done. One sacrifice, a reverse case. Number two, sacrifice enacts or activates covenant. Somebody say covenants are activated. Psalm 50 verse 5. I've already quoted it. Give me quickly. Gadama is saying unto me, those that have made a covenant with me. And the heavens shall declare his righteousness. For God is judge himself. Salad. Verse, next verse, next verse, next verse, next verse. It's okay, let me continue. I have, uh, verse three, number three, number three. The altar of sacrifice is the altar of termination of plagues. So much termination of plagues. Termination of what? Whatever has been prevalent in your life over and over and over. So much over and over. That plague must be stopped. See, one of the most painful things is to get so close to your breakthrough and you miss out. This thing keeps happening. You get so close, something will come up. Just when you are about to break certain barriers, something just shows up. It's like a plague. It keeps coming to devour your finances, devour everything you do. It's like a plague. Every, you don't even know what to do. You've spoken all the English. The deals who go through, the economy will have issues, change of government, this, that. It's a plague. <laughs> they a what? And the sacrifice is what does that. Look at it. Second Samuel chapter 24, verse number 22 to 25. Quickly. And Aruna said unto David, Let my Lord the king take and offer up what seemed good unto him. Touch your neighbor and say, Neighbor, 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 neighbor. Behold, here be oxen for burnt sacrifice and threshing instruments and other instruments of the oxen for wood. Next verse. Next verse. All these things did Aruna as a king give unto the king. And Aruna said unto the king, The Lord thy God accept thee. He gave it to the king. The king says, I won't take it. Next verse. He says, And the king said unto Aruna, Nay, I will surely buy it of thee at a price. Neither will I offer burnt offering unto the Lord my God of that which does cost me nothing. So, so, so listen to me. If it doesn't cost you anything, it doesn't bring any change to your life. It's, it's that serious. He says, God was killing people. 70,000 people had died. When the angel of destruction got to Aruna's threshing floor, nobody died there because the man was a man of sacrifice. His children were preserved. Men in this church, you must be able to sacrifice unto God on behalf of your children. Women, sacrifice unto God on behalf of your husband. The Bible says it is a sin to come to God without covering your head. So those of you who you only see problems with your husband, already you have missed the mark. Cover them by prayer. Cover them by sacrifice. Cover your family. As a pastor, I cover you. You have no, <laughs> you have no idea what I do. If you remember within the week, we were praying and I was making certain declarations. There shall be no loss of life. Not us, nor our children. Not us, nor our family members. This thing is not a joke. But they won't teach you because when they teach you, you will not have an advantage over them. A king, instead of him going to war, he wants a spiritual backing first. David, they say, play. God says, go and give me a sacrifice. He went and oh, take it free. He said, no, this one, we don't take it for free. Oh. No, no. For the preservation of many, it is costing us something. Why? 
because as we sacrifice, I am securing the destiny of every member of our church, their finances. We are saying, God, we have invested 200,000 for the souls of men. Lord, we have sacrificed so that our souls, our members, their family, their children will not fall into calamity. Evil will not befall them. I pray that so shall be your destiny. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody say amen. amen. Can we continue? Somebody say sacrifice. Yeah. Number four. Yeah. Benefit of sacrifice. Number four. It, it activates supernatural turnaround for your destiny. Whatever has been a difficult situation, ah, it will activate you. When you sacrifice, this plague of insufficiency of finances, it, it breaks. Whatever shame the enemy is bringing, that sacrifice changes it forever. Someone say the plague must stop. Can I preach it? Mm-hmm. You remember the story of the widow of Zarephath? First Kings chapter 17, verse 18 to 16. Verse 8 to 16, sorry. He says, the prophet went to the woman and said, give me something to eat. So the widow of Zarephath sacrificed the only handful of flour and the little oil she had for her son and herself to eat during a, a, a farming in the land. Hallelujah. You see, when she sacrificed what she had, the Bible says she fed herself, her son, and her whole house. This is a serious matter. What has been prevalent in other people's life, it does not. I've seen people, they think they know people in power. The people who come to power, they will leave their power and what you wanted, you won't get. Because, see, if there's no sacrifice on the altar, it will not work. No, 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 I'm telling you. Any plague that has plagued your family, see, if you will engage in the altar of sacrifice, something will shift for you. Something will shift for you. You will experience a supernatural turnaround. Someone say, I'll experience a supernatural turnaround. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Abraham in Genesis chapter 22 verse 1 to 19 sacrificed Isaac. And when he sacrificed Isaac, God said, I now know that you fear me. Therefore, in blessing, I will bless you. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You see, at the end, God provided the animal for the sacrifice. Why didn't, after God had said that, I know you fear me, God didn't, God didn't say, okay, come the son and go home. There had to be a sacrifice. Why didn't he say, uh, No. He still, God still demanded. So he gave me something to offer it to him. No, you must, you must know this thing. No. See, there, is this, there are spiritual things that changes destinies. I read through the whole Bible. I, I never saw this thing until somebody came to fight against a seed of David. And he said, didn't you know that God gave the seed to David and his children by a covenant of salt? Yet the Bible only told us that I found my servant David with my holy oil have I anointed his head. So something that happened in the secret without people's knowledge. A covenant, he says, he gave it to him by a covenant of salt. A sacrifice had been activated and the sacrifice, they sealed it with a covenant of salt. The seed, the enthronement. And you are there looking for contract. No sacrifice on your altar. You are not engaging a, a, an altar. And you are just there. You are wondering why nothing is happening. A lot of these music stars, they have sacrificed their soul to Satan. I hear in Jay-Z's home, um, Kevin Hart was saying that in Jay-Z's home, 
there is a room nobody enters. What is there? The guy belongs to the church of Satan. What is in that room that he doesn't let anybody enter? Be there, be honest. She says the spirit possesses her. He says, What's the name of that spirit? Shatter fears. Shasha. Sasha. A spirit. He said that's the name of the spirit. He possesses her. You are there. You, you, what, what is possessing you? Please, please, please listen to me. You know what I'm saying? It's very serious. It's very serious. I was watching a movie called Billions. Billions. And the billionaire had gone through so much. And somebody introduced him to, to a shaman. When he went there, they did things for him. When they showed me, I was shocked. That the man was crawling on the floor. I am a lion. I am a lion. I am a lion. What? Checking the thing. I said, ah, but he's a billionaire. Why does he need? No, no, no. There are things they do to fortify themselves so that when they stand, you think everything is normal. And then, he, he does not go to church. He's not a Christian, but he's, he's prospered. You too, isn't it? Oh, no problem. Put the scripture there. The Bible says, a man that wandereth out of the way of understanding shall dwell in the congregation of the dead. If you don't know what to do, you will not experience any level, certain major levels of productivity. You will remain in the congregation of the dead. Ah. Hmm. Praise the Lord. Hmm. So how do I make these sacrifices for eternal run in my life? Number one, give yourself first to God. You do what? Give yourself first to God. You must be born again. You must have a personal relationship with God or a teamwork. Give yourself first to God. Give yourself what? First to God. 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 1 to 5. Please write down the scripture. Let's go to the next verse. Number one, give yourself to God. Number two, first you give yourself to all God. Number two, how to make your sacrifice acceptable unto God. Number one, you give yourself first to God. Number two, you, you give it for the love you have for God. What do I do? I give my sacrifice. God only accepts if I give because I love him. Because I do what? First Kings chapter 3 verse number 3. First Kings chapter 3 verse number 3. What is it? And Solomon loved the Lord walking in the status of David his father. Only he sacrificed and burnt incense in, the, in high places. Solomon loved the Lord. He did what? If you don't love God, you can't give to him. You must love me. So, see, please listen to me. Nobody can find the work of God. You can't. You, you don't have the capacity to do it. You can't. You, you can't. You can't. It is a privilege that you receive. You and I. We are, I'm first a Christian. Then I am a man of God. It, the reason why I give more than everybody in this church is because I'm first a Christian. I'm, first, I'm securing things for my children. So you give willingly. Somebody say, I'll give willingly. Number three, you give expectantly. Somebody say, I give expectantly. Praise the Lord, somebody. Hallelujah. I'm going to show you something that will change your life forever. Israel, we're going to fight. First Samuel chapter 7. Let's start from verse number 1 to 10. And the men of Kejat Jerim came and fetched up the ark of the Lord and brought it into the house of Abinadab in the hill and sanctified Eliezer his son to keep the ark of the Lord. And it came to pass while the ark abode in Kejat Jerim, that the time was long, for it was 20 years, and all the house of Israel lamented after the Lord. Next verse. And Samuel spake unto all the house of Israel, saying, If ye do return unto the Lord with all your heart, then put away the strange gods and asteroids from among you. 
and prepare your hearts unto the Lord and serve him only. And he will deliver you out of the hands of the Philistines. Next verse. <laughs> then the children of Israel did put away Balaam and Ashtaroth and serve the Lord only. And someone said, Get down all Israel to Mizpah, and I will pray for you unto the Lord. Next verse. And they gathered together to Mizpah, drew water and poured it out before the Lord, and fasted on that day and said there, We have sinned against the Lord, and someone judged the children of Israel in Mizpah. Next verse. And when the Philistines heard that the children of Israel were gathered together to Mizpah, the laws of the Philistines went up against Israel. And when the children of Israel heard it, they were afraid of the... They were afraid of the... Next verse. Verse 9. And Samuel took a suckling lamb and offered it for a burnt offering holy unto the Lord. And Samuel cried unto the Lord for Israel. And the Lord heard him. And as Samuel was offering up the burnt offering, the Philistines drew nigh to battle against Israel. But the Lord thundered with a great thunder on that day upon the Philistines and discomfited them. And they were smitten before Israel. Have you? You don't see that thing? The people had come back to God. Now, when the Philistines said that there's unity with the people. See, sometimes when the enemy sees that you and your wife, there's unity. You and your business partners, there's unity. You and your siblings, there's unity. The enemy comes after you. And when they come and there's no sacrifice that you have sacrificed for your family. But when they come and there's a sacrifice, ah, it will speak for you. My prayer, child of God, is that from this day, you will understand this mystery of sacrifice and you will play it accordingly. God does not eat your money. I've shared my testimony in this church so many times where God has, God has been good to me in terms of finances or grace. No, 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 no. Because this life that we are living, if you understand how things work, I don't, I don't need you to give me money. I know how to generate the money. See, today, eh, I'll let you pray some prayers. But begin to walk with the sacrifice secret. Whenever difficulties arise, carry a seed and sow. And don't just sow. Pray! No, sometimes sacrifice your sleep. Sac- intentionally sacrifice your sleep. Let everything wait. Spend that night with God in prayer and there will be a shift. I was speaking to the owners of Conship and we were talking and the man said he had had a big case at the, at the, at the uh, uh, it was a narcotic case and, and he's been blamed for something that they shipped in and he didn't even know that what was in it was something like that. And so the they caught him and put him in jail. It was a difficult issue for the man. Because how would you say you are not a conspirator? When they were, he says that, he in Ankara, he didn't even believe in so many things about God. But he, he, his wife gave him a Bible when he was entering into the place. <laughs> he says that that whole night, he cried and prayed. And in his prayer, he kept saying, God, you know the integrity of my heart that I am not aware of this. You know that I don't know. I don't know. He, you see, he was pouring his heart out to God and crying unto God. Then he told God, God, I will sacrifice unto you. If you move me out of this, I will sacrifice. If you move me crying unto God, crying unto God, <laughs> crying unto God, crying unto God. In the morning, he told his wife, carry this seed. Take money from their house, some heavy money. He said, Go to Action Chapel, Bishop James Sir. Is there ahead? He does Jericho hour. Carry the sacrifice and place it on the altar. That that altar will speak for me. Hey, the businessman is a dangerous guy. Apparently, the people in the prison 
One of them was a BNI operative that was intentionally put in the place. Because in the evening, they intentionally made a police officer slip the man a phone, thinking that the man will call somebody and say, Charlie, my guy, so what are we doing? At this time, you, you need to move things. When the guy prayed in the morning, the guy was moved out there. The secret agent was moved out and went to say that, Charlie, the guy doesn't know anything about it. The prayers of his heart this night made me know that the guy, he doesn't know. That was how the man came out of the trouble. That was how the man came out of the trouble. I asked the woman, can I share your testimony? He said, you can share it. That's what I'm saying. Ah, there are big boys in the free forwarding industry business. Child of God. See, there is a secret that people don't know. Ah, politicians don't win power by their mouth. It is said that two years before Donald Trump will sit on the seat, he called Paula White and said, I'm going to run for office. Gather men of God to pray for me. The politician, no, but he himself, he did not have a very serious relationship with God. David said, I will not give God anything that will not cost me. God will come into a covenant with Abraham by saying, give me your only son. If it doesn't cost you anything, it's nothing. See, it is not the quantity. It is how much of what you are giving that costs you. How much does what you are giving cost? How much is it a cost? It's not, it's not, but, but, that's like, okay, I can give you 5000 For some of us, like somebody like me, by the special grace of God, $10,000 is not money. $20,000 is not money for me to give to God. At my level, that is not money. But there are days that 500 CDs is a sacrifice. I'm telling you, God has given me people who, whatever I need, they will give to me. I don't need money. But I need to teach you a secret. Young men in this place, you want scholarship and things are sacrifice. Close your eyes and pray. I finish. I finish. I finish. Pray and say, God, I have not known your ways. I have not. I have not. Maybe you can. If you want to stand, you can stand. If you want to sit, you can sit. But just talk to God about what has been preached today. God, this is my next level. Ah, I, will, I, will, I will sacrifice for it. This is my, this is my next level. I will sacrifice for it. Arakatoski palariana. No sacrifice from you or me are designed to meet God's need. Every time you are stagnated, you loosen yourself with a sacrifice. Ah, because an, an altar of sacrifice is a covenant design of God to bring a supernatural turn around to your destiny. Somebody lift up prayer and pray. Somebody pray. Pray now. God help me. Help me to live by sacrifice. Help me to I sacrifice. Help me to live by sacrifice. Everybody pray that prayer. God, I have come to know your truth. I will live by sacrifice. I will live by sacrifice. I will live by sacrifice. I will live my life by life by sacrifice. This secret that changes destiny, ah, it will speak for me. In the name of Jesus.